Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geek Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Sydney, and I lost my voice. <laughs> so I will be speaking like this for the remainder of the podcast. I'm so sorry if you find me annoying. But anyway, I have some really, really, really creative guests with me today. Nicole and Cassidy, welcome. Nicole and Cassidy are designers. So guys, tell me a little bit about design. Yeah, sure. I um, hate my voice so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us here today. Uh, we love what we do, and <laughs> we always keep it real up in design. Very true. <laughs> okay, so let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about industry trends and keeping aligned with these trends. Yeah, sure. So I think one of the most important things of design is keeping on top of what's fresh. Um, if you're not looking at what's fresh, your design's going to be kind of easily dated, and that's like what everyone's favorite thing is when you go to a website and it looks like it's from 1995. Um, you can see that is a trend right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's important as a designer to stay on trend um, just as you would in any other field. Um, like marketing, you know, everything that's going on in the industry there. So kind of to do that, we align ourselves by looking at the latest and greatest insights. Um, we belong to different communities online. Uh, we keep ourselves fresh by designing on Dribbble. Um, going to different conferences and everything like that, but I think there's some things that pop out and you kind of are like, oh, this seems really cool, let's give it a try and just kind of align mm-hmm. with that. I think too when you're designing, especially in the tech industry, if you don't stay updated, the world revolves, evolves yeah. <laughs> around you. So if you miss out on one update, if you miss out on one cool thing that's happening, all of a sudden you're back how many years yeah. and uh, the world's evolving without you. There's like really nothing worse, like when you go to a web page and it's just so disgustingly horrible. Yeah, that happens to us all the time. <laughs> Not even web pages, just everything. everything. We'll be like, we'll see street signs and we'll be like, oof, that's oh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> Being oh, a designer has like ruined the world yeah. for me. I'll like get a package of cereal and I'm like, oh, I can't get that. That's comic sans. That is comic sans. I've used that stock photo. Yeah, no comic sans, no papyrus. Yeah. So something that being a designer you have to focus on is, is the branding and the role of branding in your campaigns. So how does being a designer incorporate and work with branding? Branding is um, huge. So especially when we're working on a marketing campaign, um, we like to say it's the backbone of a strong campaign. So we kind of have this analogy where we think of it like a house. So when you build a house, it needs to have a strong foundation. Um, we call that foundation the brand. So if you're building a house and you're starting to grow it and you put on level and level and level for different parts of the campaign and it's not supported by that foundation, your house isn't going to stand, it's going to fall down. So if you have a poor brand, not fully developed, your colors aren't decided on, uh, it's not cohesive on all elements, nothing really feels connected, you're going to have a symbol, a poor marketing campaign um, that's not going to be properly built from the bottom up. So in order to kind of have that strong foundation, first you need to build a brand. Um, that's why we like to start building a brand first and concepting ideas. Um, a strong identity is key to marketing success for sure. It's everything. It's your whole identity. So you can't sell the house if you don't know what the house is. <laughs> but ultimately, like the, the house would just, like, it would just crumble eventually. It, yeah. would, it would just never be able to be sustainable. It's like when you think about it in web terms, if you're building a website, okay, you could just hop on, grab a template if you wanted to, or just start creating something. But if you don't know 
who the client is, who the identity of it is. It could be anybody's website. And people will take to that and not grab onto it because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know who this brand is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you definitely have to, especially the younger generations, you need to establish a brand because if you don't have a brand, like a brand, I don't know why I just became British. <laughs> if you don't have a brand, I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to yeah. support you. I'm not going to buy your product. Like, I, sure. it's, that's just wild. The storytelling aspect is, like, huge. Like, I think that is something that a lot of people take for granted um, with brands. And mm-hmm. they don't realize, like, there's a lot of thought process behind that. And curating that story and how many different teams go into a part of that. And really, like you're saying, engaging with your audience. Because if there's no brand and there's no story, there's no emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to really take your followers take those that are interested in you and turn them into ambassadors for your brand um, and really build up that brand loyalty because without loyalty your brand is going to flop so you guys are creative and we talked a little bit about like web design but creative is like a bunch of different types of there's a bunch of different types of creative across the board so what are the different types of creative I mean, creative touches everything. I was just going to say the exact words. Like, you can't pick up anything in the world without being, like, there were choices that were made to create I never thought of it like that. And then I just got, like, Devil Wears Prada vibes. (laughs) You know, when she's like, you were wearing a sweater that was picked out. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, I didn't realize I just channeled that right now. Love that. Miranda Priestley. But yeah, I mean, creative touches everything. Uh, print, digital, branding, like you're talking about. Um, I mean, like you're saying too, if if you're looking at something, there's something attached to it, and it's a brand, it's a story. Um, I mean, we do all different types of print, uh, business cards, mm-hmm. catalog, brochures, like everything. And then even just the website in and of itself, I feel like there's so many elements that we create for that, like whether it be uh, slider images or a panel here, like what's the point of the panel? Like, it's almost like we look at everything as elements. Um, yeah. When we're building something, it's kind of like, okay, here's like my Legos. Like I'm gonna build each piece like specifically and they'll be able to stand on their own and tell a story. But when they come together, it's like a fuse. Yeah. It's almost like you're not creating one product. You're creating an entire like identity, like personality. It's mm-hmm. just like, entity that's going to branch off into so many different things mm-hmm. and your brand has to be strong enough that it can be converted into something that's for print it can be converted into social media presence and things like that so yeah. it's all really important to take into account when you're starting the brand from scratch can we go into how a company an organization a small business would be able to firmly establish their brand from the beginning um, I think a lot of it, the first thing when you think of brand is a lot of people think of logo. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before logo, I think Cassidy and I start thinking typography and colors. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Don't even get me started on those <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, so we kind of approach it to, like, a mood board effect is what we do. So we'll kind of, like, come up with this identity for a brand. We'll come up with a certain amount of words, um, like, really, like, identify what we want to reach in that target audience. So... Mm-hmm. Okay, here's A, B, and C. Uh, Maria's a hipster. Bobby's a sports player. This is what they like. This is why they like it. Kind of what are their personalities and how they want to evoke that from this brand. So, Wait, so different colors represent different people. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, so like <laughs> colors, colors can represent different feelings. And that's something that we yeah. kind of like totally like to capitalize on. So, I mean, like yellow, happy, blue, common stream, and also tech, like stuff like that. Um, so we'll kind of 
think like, oh, like we're doing a technology brand. Like blue is really great because it's like the color of everything tech and then a little bit of orange adds happiness, security, like trust, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And then we kind of take it even a step further and <laughs> kind of like listen to the fonts. <laughs> and, like, oh, they talk to you? Yeah, they talk to us. And it's I like sleep. a gift. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear fonts. I, I dream in fonts. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. It's bad. Yeah. Um, so like, it sounds silly, but like if you're doing a, like a high-end fashion brand or something like that, they'll be like, oh, well, this like, this serif font feels really graceful. It feels really luxe. Um, so we'll kind of play around with different weights, kind of put a bunch on an artboard, match them up, like mix and match to be like, um, and then we'll kind of even play with the sizing, the butter spacing, yeah. everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, we literally build it down from the smallest detail before we even get to the logo, which yeah. is pretty crazy. I feel like there's nothing that ruins a brand more than a bad font. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it'll just send it right downhill. Mm-hmm. But what I like about starting brands too, and working with new companies and new mm-hmm. clients that, that need to start developing like that is they don't realize how much of a brand they already have the beginnings of before it even gets to us. Yeah. So they'll be like, oh, we are a sustainable company and everything we source is eco-friendly. And it's like, that's your brand. Like that's yeah. the jumping off point. So I really like getting to know the person we're working with and finding out their sort of nuances that go with how they do their business. So do you think it's like very difficult for just like the regular people to figure out what their brand is and, and to do their own creative work? To realize it, probably. Uh, I mean, you know what makes you you. You know why your company was set off the ground. But we want to find out what it is that makes you iconic, almost. Why are you different than everyone that you've worked there, everyone you're working with and your competitors? Yeah, I think um, it's like a little bit of a collaboration that kind of takes their ideas and we kind of like translate it from their head through our eyes onto the screen. Yeah. So it's like taking what they want, collaborating, and then making it happen. That was beautiful. <laughs> So is there any um, brands that, that right now are like your it brands, like you love everything that they're doing? Right. Well, I love Glossier. Mm. Um, Glossier, you can do no wrong. Wait, that's how you pronounce it? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was Glossier. Glossier. We're fancy here. It's a designer's pronounce. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a really good job and they were one of the first brands um, in the marketplace, I think, way back to even come across and do a lot of the stuff that they're doing. like very clean, um, very like light and airy design. Uh, everything they do just looks so hip and it's, it's almost timeless. It's like so trendy, it's timeless. And like, it's, I love it. Very true. Yeah, the guys? experience is really great too. I think something I've noticed in the past two years, maybe more than that, so are how big Instagram-based brands are becoming uh-huh. because they're so visual and so image heavy. So you'll be scrolling and you notice this monochromatic flat design and you're like oh that looks cool who posted that and then it's a brand yeah so i love companies like that that are getting you to want what it is before you even know what the product yeah. is there's a um, so i have a gluten allergy i've never talked about this on this podcast <laughs> but so i'm revealing myself so i have a gluten allergy <laughs> so something i find is difficult because i don't eat like grains either so i don't eat like rice or corn or anything like that so i'll have like gluten-free pastas have like a rice alternative but i don't eat so I like often do research about gluten-free pastas and I was getting these ads on my Instagram and they were so aesthetically pleasing to look at. It was like a black and white pattern and a gold hand holding a box of almond flour pasta. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is beautiful. And I like... Did you buy it? Oh yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
bought that so quick. <laughs> they have a bunch of different types of pastas. They have fettuccine spaghetti, lasagna, <laughs> gnocchi, wow. pizza crusts, and cookie dough. All made up on the flour. I'm like gonna go look this up. <laughs> it's called Capello's. They're not our sponsor. I just like them. Because it's, it takes 90 seconds to cook and it tastes like homemade pasta. But how they looked, I was like, oh wow, like no other pasta brand would ever like right. go to look like it looked high fashion almost. And I was like, oh, I would be so tasteful if I ate this pasta. Because that's ultimately what I feel like brands need to do is they need to make their consumer feel some type of way. When you see my ad, how do you feel inside? Right. Totally. And like so much so to a point where you don't even realize you're feeling it and you're just hitting that by exactly. now. <laughs> it's the, the rapidness of yeah. about where you can do that. That's how I got my watch. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first brands, I guess on Instagram that I started to notice this with, is a company called Brandless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Wait, so it's a brand before. called Brandless? It's called Brandless. That's wild. And it like blew my mind when I first like noticed it because I noticed a clear brand right away, which is crazy. It's called Brandless, and their whole, um, I guess, slogan or the way that they go about their business is like, why bother paying for the brand? Why bother going to the grocery store and paying for Oreos, paying for... I can't think of any other brands right now. Oh, I buy Blue stuff like, all the time. Like, <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> Oreos, yeah. Um, why bother paying for the name that you're buying? Buy Brandless and get it so much cheaper, and they just have peanuts, or they just have cookies oh I love that so and at first you're like yeah why should I that's perfect but then you realize everything they have is like rounded edges Mm -hmm. it's got this cool flat color design this nice possibly Montserrat font like it's going like it's clearly a brand and then you're like their company is called brandless they're literally it's a brand here and they just tricked you into buying Trader Joe's does so a good job at that too oh yeah because they sell everything from Trader Joe's but I love like (laughs) I love, like, the, the little names that he has sometimes, like, Trader Jose or, like, oh, Trader yeah, yeah. Gianni. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they do a really good job at that whole storytelling. Yeah, and then, like, I mean, they're one cheaper than other supermarkets, but I'm getting probably equal to better quality stuff. And and I feel better because, like, Trader Joe's brand themselves is, like, everything is Trader Joe's. They don't mm-hmm. sell anything really that's from another brand. They care about their employees. Mm-hmm. Like, everything, like, looks cool when you go inside. Everyone's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I love it. <laughs> it's a party every time you go in there. Yeah. So is there any um, any work that you've done yourself that you, like, it was, like, the best thing ever for you and you just loved it so much? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's kind of hard to say blank. In your long career of being a designer. <laughs> it goes way back to people imagine. Um <laughs> When I was little, I used to draw. <laughs> I did, but... Um, when I was two years old, yeah. I... <laughs> My mom always used to tell me, I used to, like, have to, like, stop what I was doing, and I'd, like, grab a pencil and run and be like, I have to draw, and then, like, yeah. run to my table to just draw. And I once colored both my arms in highlighters, so that's not going to get into video. I don't know what is. Um, But those are my proudest projects. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, everything is just kind of, like... Every time I think I like something, I'll do something else, and I like that more. I was just going to say, design is such a growing process, and mm-hmm. it's not even like, oh, over the years I get better. It's like, yeah. I have a spurt of inspiration, and I do such a great job, and then the next morning I come in and I hate it. Yeah. And I come back, and I, I'm like, all right, I need to walk away from it and develop it this way. And it's not a straight path. It's such a branching out process where you I take the turns and come back. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's almost like you kind of never want to be satisfied with it, you also need to know when to end it. <laughs> what tools do you use to design? 
Um, so we use the Adobe Creative Suite, um, which is like Photoshop, Illustrator, and Design. Um, we are pros in Adobe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was it difficult to figure out? Because sometimes I'm like, I'll teach myself how to Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone, and I'm not even exaggerating, my friend has this thing, she has Facetune. Yeah. <laughs> she got a doorknob off of a door. Like, I don't know how she eliminated this doorknob. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, if you could do that to a door. <laughs> what can you do to my face? <laughs> and that's nuts. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know do how to do it. do a lot of crazy it. stuff. Uh, I joke that I'm a Photoshop dentist. Um, I white teeth. teeth, I straighten teeth. I'm also a Photoshop nail artist. Uh, I've given manicures, full manicures. Yeah, plastic surgeon. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot you could do. <laughs> okay, well, I think our time is up for today, which is so sad because I enjoy talking so much, but my throat really hurts. Because <laughs> I'm laughing and it hurts. <laughs> Alright, um, so my Geek Speak listeners, I'm so sorry to break the news to you like this. But today is actually my last podcast here at Geek Speak. I'm so upset. Um, but I want to do big things, so you'll see me one day. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole and Cassidy, for joining me today. It's been a real treat. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're gonna miss you. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sydney from Geek Speak signing off.